0: You're listening to Cockadoodle News on WUSC FM and HD One Columbia.
1: Hello, Radio Land. You're listening to WUSC FM and HD One Columbia. This is Cockadoodle News. I'll be your host this evening, Rosie James, and I'm joined with Dylan Leatherwood and special guests, because we are that fancy this week, we have Olin Jenkins, WUSC's number one fan, and then from USC's College Democrats, we also have Ethan. Welcome, guys.
0: Hey. Nice to be Good here. Good evening.
1: <laughs> As always, if you're ever listening and you have any questions, opinions you'd like to share, you can feel, or you just want to chat, you can feel free to reach out to us on the phones. Our number is 803-576-9872. That is 803-576W. USC. If you can't reach us on the phone, feel free to reach out online. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter by searching WUSC News. If you need to get in touch with the station, the number is the same, but the handles are different. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching WUSC FM. Make sure you stay tuned throughout the whole show because we have some nice fundraiser week stuff coming up. Uh some stuff about the Green New Deal. And as always, you we have cockadoodle music because today's Friday. All that and more right after this short break.
2: I'll be honest. Lately, I've been having too many cookies out of the cookie jar, and my karma's taking a hit. You know what I should do? Hmm. I want to donate to WSC. Do you know how to do that?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you how to do that. If you just go to our website, wsc.sc.edu, then you click the Donate tab, you can donate right there.
2: Man, that sounds terrific.
1: Hey y'all, we are back. Um, with as I just said, like 20 seconds ago, because you know, fast, fast paced moving. We have Ethan here from the College Democrats. Welcome.
2: Hey, it's nice to be here.
1: Nice that y'all, you were here earlier, earlier semester. Nice to have you back.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's great to be back.
1: So y'all have an event coming up pretty, pretty soon. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah it's it's coming up later this month, Earth Day, uh, April 22nd so not this coming Monday but the Monday after that we're gonna be having a really big event it's part of a national movement so I'm sure you guys have heard about the Green New Deal and the Sunrise movement is trying to generate some momentum for this so they're holding a series of town halls across the country uh, to try to raise enthusiasm and connect local activists to each other so the College Democrats are going to be hosting one of these town halls right here in Columbia, uh, Carole College, Room One Hundred Seven, six thirty p.m. on April twenty-second.
1: So, for everyone out there who doesn't listen to the news, or maybe they only get our news, their news from us. In which case, it's not really like the news. <laughs> Do you want
2: to explain a little bit about what the Green
1: New Deal is?
2: Yeah, sure, I'd love to. So. Climate change is a really big problem, as as I'm sure everybody is aware, and we really need to start taking some serious action on it. So the Green New Deal is basically an idea that's been put forward by the Sunrise Movement, as well as some politicians in the House and in the Senate, that is determined to, within the next 10 or 12 years, to transition the American economy towards a more sustainable future. And this is going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of money. It's going to take a lot of everything. Uh, it's it's going to be the biggest mobilization of our resources since World War II. But it's just as serious because if we don't get this done, we're going to be in a really bad situation. So this is actually a great opportunity for us to put people to work doing you know productive and good things, give them good paying jobs and do it even better than we did the New Deal last time. Make sure it's more equitable so that everybody is included. And, you know, we we really give people a chance to do good, honest work to make this country a better place.
1: Awesome. And you want to remind everyone one more time about the location and the time?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you should see posters popping around. They look really, really nice. Uh, But the location is Curl College, which is right on the horseshoe. It's the criminal justice building, Uh, room 107. It's going to be at six thirty to eight fifteen uh, on April twenty second, or Earth Day. So keep an eye out for that. We're going to be having some great guest speakers there too.
1: It's going to be a good time. Um, if you're new to campus or you don't know where Kurel is, like says right on the horseshoe. It's if you like are standing in front of Russell House and you just keep walking straight, you're going to hit a brick wall. But if you're Harry Potter and you go through the brick wall there's curell it's also beside preston um really easy to find if you need to get in touch with the college democrats they are on facebook and twitter
2: yes yep at usc college Dems.
1: all right well we'll be right back with a few more stories after this quick break
2: Oh, man. What a day. I need a break.
1: Hello, sir. Uh, Who are you? Get out of my
2: house right now before I call the police. Uh, Hold on a second. Don't be too hasty. Did you know that WUSC has entered their fundraising week? Don't care. Get out of my house right now. Um, hold on. If you would like to donate, go to WUSC.FM. Okay, great. Thanks for telling me. I'll be sure to donate. Just get out of my house.
3: Uh, uh, okay.
2: Now remember, don't be a home invader, be a radio saver. Donate today.
1: Thanks. Okay, Radioland, as you have heard twice now on our show, and hopefully throughout the rest of the week, we are currently in the middle of our fundraising fortnight. If you don't know, uh, because you haven't been listening to us, WUSC is a non which means we can't sell ads, so we must beg you for money. <laughs> Excuse me, it gets me choked up. <laughs> um, so we have to raise money for new equipment to pay the FCC, so we don't get, get so we don't get kicked off air. Um, we also have some really cool events that we host throughout the year. One of them happens to be tonight at the Hunter Gatherer, 10 p.m. Crybaby and Slush are going to be playing. Gonna be honest don't know either of them very well but they have really cool band names I'm going to be there very excited, Hunter Gatherer, if you live on campus, no excuse, it is right down the road, if you hit CVS you've gone too far if you want to stop in early, they have pizza, so that's fun, uh, it's $7 at the door, 10pm Hunter Gatherer, tonight um, but, you know, just telling you about WUSC from my perspective, from Dylan's perspective is only one side which is why we brought Dear Mr. Olin on air, because he's been listening to WSC for longer than I've been a part of the station and or known about WSC.
0: Before you were born, young lady.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, why'd you get involved? Why'd you start listening to WSC?
0: Well, I've been a radio fan for all of my life. My dad, who was a former J School professor, was lured away to the state record company and um, was associate editor of the Columbia Record and had to listen to worldwide radio to find out what was going on. He'd go on the back porch and uh, and would pull up radio from all over the world. And so I was obviously from a very young age very hooked on radio, but in the, in the 60s, I could barely get WUSC on AM, and then, voila! Here comes FM at ninety-one point <laughs> nine. And uh, then the AM radio is where you got your hits, your top forty stuff. But it was like underground, like you know, kind of like the Columbia beat when mm-hmm. it's on, when it's on what's growing on the uh, on the in the underground and. It was I learned about great music that you could never hear on AM radio to this day. That's what WUSC is. But uh, uh, back in the 70s, um, I remember listening to some excellent music from um, one of my favorite shows that Kevin Green did called, and that was his DJ name, as, as a matter of fact. Um, he did the musical mutiny show and would say, Columbia. Here is your first exposure to Tangerine Dream and uh, uh, Brian Eno. And uh, the music policy has remained pretty much the same all these years, top 40 for Bowdoin. Mm-hmm. Now, during your fundraiser, which I hope everybody, everyone will joyously take part in, because that's very important, y'all are, y- y- y'all are bending your rules just a little bit to let a top 40 artist play. But last week I heard a piece from Nirvana, but it's a cover that's never been heard before. Nirvana on WUSC? Yes, in this circumstance. Mm -hmm. And um, back then in the 70s when WUSC hit uh, FM radio, you had DJs who were passionate about what they were doing. And you DJ Rosie, you're passionate about yeah. what you're doing here. And I uh, uh, love the format that you have moved the news show in. Mm-hmm. When it first started, it was 90.5 minutes of the news. That's a lot.
1: It was a lot ever if you they're still they're still out underneath their name. but if you want to go enjoy, well, I guess we the podcast version is only 30 minutes. So you missed out if you wanted to hear my voice for two hours. We've progressed, <laughs> I think, for the better.
0: <laughs> well, what what I like what I like about uh, WUSC is live radio, mm-hmm. um, and I'm very interested in the University of South Carolina. What's going on here? You guys are the voice. Of the universe literally you're the voice of the university of south carolina sgtv puts a face on it and uh, you can read about it in the daily gamecock i'm crazy about student media when i finally went to newberry college that's that's my that's i wear that ring however i take continuing education courses here and i love the school of music here um but I love to hear your viewpoint on the air. If a DJ says you're here for the music anyway, uh-uh, er, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna hear I wanna hear your viewpoints. And that's why I, that's why I love all of you guys. Some everybody who is on the air has some kind of passion, just like way back in the seventies when Kevin was on there. Even way back when Rick Wrigley was on AM, you know, that guy's giving back now. He's on Monday mornings between uh, 10 and noon, and he loves what he's doing. Gets gets lots and lots of calls. That's passion. That's what I love.
1: Yeah, WSC, is, it holds such a sp- – I don't know what my college experience would be if I wasn't a part of the station. Um, you know, I used to spend – Six hours a week um, planning. Well, it wasn't quite six hours planning, but um, we'd spend six hours a week at least on on my soundtrack show uh, with Chloe, um, Faith Trust, and Pixie Dust. She's still out there. Great show. Um, soundtracks are. Oh my gosh, that was so fun. And now it now I spend six hours a week on the news, um, or more depending on on the way that the week is going. So you know without. I mean it's WSE has helped me get jobs um, because I am a broadcast journalism major and um, we're working on helping it get jobs for the rest of the news team one day fingers crossed knock on wood.
0: DJ Rosie what I find fascinating about you guys with exception to the alumni DJs you guys are students. Mm-hmm. You take in at least. Twelve, thirteen hours, as much as twenty-one credit hours a semester, and you squeeze this in—that's great.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, it's it. I don't know what I'd do if I wasn't doing WSC. It's such a community. Um, I remember my freshman year. You know, little Rosie walked in the door. Um, I felt like we had a lot more like scary shows. We played more, I think we played more scary music about three or four years ago. I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, I am not this kind of person. Like, I'm not cool enough to be a part of college radio. But they took me in anyways. Um, so, as always, if you would like to donate, you can head over to WUSC.FM, click on that donate tab. We are about 30% of the way to our goal. We have 19 days left. If you don't want to give us money, like through the through the website come on out to hunter gatherer tonight 10 p.m um on the 18th we have a show at new brooklyn tavern at 7:30 p.m on the 29th we're gonna have a big sale out on pickens street and you know you don't want to be the reason that we get taken off air after over 70 years so don't be the guy and give us money we're gonna be right back with some music news after this quick break
3: Oh, WUSC is in the midst of our fall fundraiser week. You can donate by clicking on our donation tab at wusc.se.edu. From there, you will be redirected to our crowdfunding site where you can learn about our organization, our goal, and choose your own donation level. Oh yeah, each level of donation has corresponding donor prizes, but only while supplies last. So make sure you come and donate fast. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh,
3: hello everybody, it Is DJ Just Dill here with your Friday Music News. Here we go. So according to the Gainesville Sun and Genius, Christopher McCallum, a young rapper from the Florida area, has been arrested for threatening a mass shooting in a diss track. During the track, McCallum raps, catch you at a gator game, and shoot the whole campus up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This is a reference to the University of Florida, whose mascots are the Gators. It seems the extract was aimed at a rapper named Eugen Ace. Never heard of him, but uh, he performed at Gainesville back in March. No violence occurred at that concert, though. And also, according to Sheriff Lieutenant Brett Rodenzinger, tol- he told The Sun that threatening or kill or injure someone in the state of Florida is a felony, as it is written, composed, sending, or procuring something that indicates the person will conduct a mass shooting or act of terrorism. And he also later mentioned that his understanding of the song was that it mentioned various specific locations. So guys, what do you think about this? What do you th- I mean it's a very First Amendment conversation here. What y'all think?
1: I mean geez. This is a scary thing. <laughs> That's that's not even, like, some hidden message you have to look for. That just seems really cut dry. Here we go.
3: I think location had a lot to do with it, okay. and especially because, I mean, that's a college campus you're talking about. Then the police officers are going to get even more alarmed. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, it... Definitely. I'm usually like all for First first Amendment, but it is when you get that specific, I think, I mean, I can see the alarm going well, off.
1: I mean, freedom of speech doesn't mean that you can say whatever you want to say. I mean, that definitely seems like something that could enact violence.
0: But I'm on a ca- college campus. I can use my First Amendment rights if I want to.
3: Why? (laughs) That's a very good point. Why would you go that far?
1: That's a, um, I mean, did you, have you listened to the rest of the song? Is there any, any, I don't know what context you could put with this that would make that okay, but
3: I saw like the lyrics that it was under and I mean, it was all kind of, you know, it wasn't supposed, it was supposed to be hurtful right it, it did
1: me, it sounds hurtful. yeah
0: is it all net internet based or is any of it um, on and being aired somewhere he released
3: it on facebook the song
1: oh ah, facebook
3: mm. yeah so you don't really get away with much on facebook i know
1: <laughs> and i mean and this is this year is the anniversary of a lot of shootings and um not it, i had just I mean my total opinion but man people are dumb. Like why? I'm I have no words right now.
0: Intending to scare scare tactics going going the negative way mm-hmm. just isn't productive and uh it, it's productive uh, only on getting people upset. <laughs>
3: I, I feel that. And usually I love a good rap beef. I love, you know, people kind of going back and forth, taking jabs at each other. But when it becomes more violent and more scary using scare tactics, it's just like uh, it, it loses its fun.
1: On a complete other note, have you seen that? I don't Now that I've started talking, I don't remember the name of the show, but it's on TV where it's like rap battles with celebrities.
3: Oh, I know what you're talking about. I think it's called with Rap Nick Battles. With Nick Cannon. Yes. Yeah, I've seen that show. That's I, a
1: lot of fun. It's a
3: I, lot of fun.
0: I'd rather go the Saturday Night Live r- route and inject humor into it instead. Now, that's something positive. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> it's uh, it's called, I think, Wild and Out is what that, that show is uh, called. It's oh. a really good show, for sure. Well, I have a, a little bit more of a more positive in- uh, story, but also interesting here. So, Anderson Pack, he just released Virtua today, This is five months after releasing his album Oxnard. Weezer released the Black album only like a little bit of a month after the Teal album. And Ariana Grande released Thank You Next six months after Sweetener. This is really interesting to me because a lot of people are saying that streaming numbers are more important than album numbers and that streaming is changing how artists make music. But here's three big artists that are making albums at an incredibly fast rate. So what does this mean for music? Are albums going to be part of a relic of the past? Is music going to be more focused on streaming and singles rather than albums? And how does this affect how out? Al- artists make music. What do you guys think about this? And I'm glad we have Olin for this. He's listening to much more music than I have.
0: I can go way back. Beethoven only released (laughs) nine symphonies. Whereas whereas Mozart and Haydn blew it up. (laughs) I feel like
1: I wonder if this shift has something to do with the, the comeback of vinyl. Because I mean obviously you can have singles, but I think they're kind of a pain because every three minutes you have to get up and change them. I mean, as it is, I I love my I love my vinyl and I think it is I have very relaxing songs on vinyl. But it's still a pain for me to have to get up every 10 minutes and flip the record over or change the record.
3: That's a very good point. And I feel like, you know, with albums, you don't have to sit there and do anything. You just hit play on the Mm -hmm. beginning and then you can just go all the way through. But it is interesting how, you know, you do have artists like Drake that seem to make their music more and more mainstream friendly to try and get these streaming numbers. And you listen to, like, the actual album from these big hits, and it's just like, okay, this is just a mess. This doesn't go together at all. So I I think it's an interesting conversation.
0: What do you think, Owen? Well, I've got... I'm holding up a telephone. I've got my favorite vinyl on here. <laughs> I've got three thousand songs on here, so I don't have to get up. But um, but I really want. I love music that packs a punch. That mm-hmm. uh, it it's not so quickly produced. Uh, let me do the same sound that I that I did again. Maybe that'll hit just as big. That that does that doesn't work. And um, um, I'm just thinking out loud that um, that if you're going to go formula, sure, you could produce a lot of music and get it out there and get people to stream it and perhaps download it. But uh, uh, but it's it's every time that the Beatles released released an album, it got a little bit better and a little bit better, and it never splintered until the guys really started disliking each other and it was John sings a song, Paul sings a song, George sings a song and throw in one from Ringo. But uh, up up through Sergeant Pepper and maybe the the White album, those guys worked. They worked together. That's what I that's what I'd love to see artists continue to do. Look at look at your look at your um uh playlist that y'all have on uh rotation M- most of that stuff is really heavy duty, good stuff. Yeah,
1: I don't know if you heard last week, we actually had a really long conversation about artists collaborating together and how, how that affects um, quality of sound and, and the whole music industry and I guess friendships and relationships and give of that beef. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's what I'm about. Just getting rid of the beef and just collabing, making great music and being happy. That's what it's about. <laughs> One last thing. This is very exciting. Bryce Vine, I don't know if y'all have heard of him. He is coming here tonight, 7 o'clock, Green Street, Spring Fest, 2019. It's here. It's a free concert.
1: It's setting up outside right now.
3: Right now. As we speak, I will be there. Pray for rain anywhere
0: except Green Street. (laughs)
1: And as soon as you're done there, you know where you can head. To Hunter Gathering. Bam. (laughs) All right, y'all, Well, we are out of time today. A quick weather update for you. It is about 70 degrees outside, um, which I should have checked before I left my house in jeans and a sweater because I thought it'd be chilly because it rained. Um, For the overnight, you can expect 61 over the weekend. It's going to be the highs in around 70, lows around 60. As always, South Carolina weather can't make up its mind, so I keep an umbrella or a rain jacket pretty handy. Well, this has been Cockadoodle News with your host Rosie James, as well as Dylan Leatherwood and Olin Jenkins. Uh, we'll see y'all sooner rather than later. Until then, bye bye.
0: This has been Cockadoodle News on WUSC. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from six to six thirty p.m.